This is going to be the first time I've ever podcasted on Facebook Live. I usually do it on either YouTube and Instagram, but I don't know. Instagram's kind of weird. Um, I'm waiting for Mr. Psycho Sane, Jaime Salas, to join me. Um, bring him on camera. There it is. Let's see. It's at. Let's see how this happens. So it all goes down. I've never done this before, so uh, we're popping cherries here, ladies and gentlemen. We are popping cherries. Let's see how this works. Holy shit! That is fucking genius. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry, uh, what's going on? You, I got an invite. Is that you, Teresa? Hell, Teresa. Yeah. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, what up, Namrock? What's up, Kyle? <laughs> what's going on? Oh nothing. Oh nothing. Just uh, chilling here. I thought uh, I might have you on the earpiece now, you but I guess we face to face. Fucking ass! You have an awesome light show going on in the background, and I'm here on my well, my comfortable recliner, and uh, I'm using this thing. Uh, for you, those of you who don't know, I don't know if you, if I pull the mic away, you can't hear me, right? Like, uh. uh not to plug a company, but this is Apogee Digital. Um, the thing about Apogee Digital, and by the way, it's a lavalier for um, a lot of the people who are audio illiterate. Uh, me being an audio geek. Um, do I sound pretty good, Jaime? You sound good to me. Cool, awesome. This thing is a Thunderbolt uh, lavalier microphone that plugs into your um, to your iPhone. Well, it's iOS-centric, which, you know, we'll get into that tech fucking geek bullshit later. But anyway, um, yeah, you're going to be my love guru today, apparently. All right. Well, I appreciate the shout-out. <laughs> you were elected, but um, for those of you watching. So let's, let's use the guru very lightly on that one. Here. Mm, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm one of to admit the best advice comes from the people that quite frankly make the most mistakes and learn from them so um yeah and that's a no sincerity i mean i i wouldn't have you on camera if i if i didn't you know advice so um all right anyway oh just just want to update you on this i just found out i've had this for a while my little light setup is through a, a second generation smart light um it costs 13 dollars. it hooks up it's just um uh Three LED lights that are remote controlled through this little gizmo gadget here, nice. and uh, you can load on the Amazon, and it's very cheap. And I just noticed that my sticky part is uh sticking off, so there you go. Ooh, look at that—an unboxing too. That's perfect, man. Well, like I said, these aren't plugs, but um, you know they they sure um, you know they work pretty handy. What I do want to plug is I just noticed that my cousin uh, is watching. Brandy, missed you today. I had to put the boy to sleep. Um, but I just recently got in contact with my long-lost cousin uh, from my own side, my, my mom's brother, my mom's older brother. And fuck, man, I mean, it's... Uh, that's that calls for another podcast, but I won't get into that shit. But I'm just that must be nice, man. Fun. I'm, that must be good. She was nearby, but timing wasn't right. So anyway, and my other cousin, 
um, my pseudo cousin, I call him Chris, he's watching. And I do want to plug his company, Big Daddy Cleaners. Um, if you're a pot smoker like I am, and I'm pretty sure you've, you know, you've partaken in the past and whatever, not to throw you under the bus, but um, it's a product to clean glass pipes and bomb. And um, fuck, man, I've seen it in action with my own eyes, and I wasn't sold on it at first. But then when I tried it out, I was like, holy shit. Literally, it like, I've seen some stuff at head shops where they sell it. But this, this is pretty fucking gnarly. And I don't, maybe that'll call for a demonstration live sometime. But fuck, I'll, 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 I'll just want to plug him, plug him in right now. But anyway, what I really want to do is plug this in. Um for those of you who are not familiar with Jaime, he goes by Psycho Sane. Um, him and I collaborated on a music track, which I'll paste the link to, uh, to the YouTube uh, video here. Um, I believe it was, a, it was, was it a year ago? So that was about a year ago. Um, before the, the before Game you... of Thrones season seven, right? That's right. It was, uh, I think, one of the last things we saw before we put it on was, uh, or that I saw, because I we do the binge, I do the binge watching. It was uh, I hope every, someone's caught up if you're watching it, but uh, just a lot of the dead rising up, oh, dude. I'm completely and uh, someone's skedaddling on a boat. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, and it was that I got the chills, and I went, "Oh my gosh, this 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 is time to uh, put something to paper, put something to write." Yeah, that um, and fuck, man. I mean, that song started off as an instrumental that I produced, and then you just neatly waltzed in. Um, but for those of you watching and I guess listening, I mean, not everyone has visual, um, check out the track. Um, it was kind of a passion project type of thing. Um, to be quite frank, I just don't, you know, don't have that intent of playing music for money anymore because, um, no one was knocking down my door playing to, to request playing my originals. I was better off in a cover band, but again, that's for another podcast. Let's, let's, uh. Let's talk about this for a second. But first and foremost, before I get into the love guru thing, um, I wanted to talk about Logan Paul. Um, are you familiar with what happened? Uh, yes, and I, I, I didn't – I've heard the name, but I wasn't familiar with who he was. But, yeah, as soon as I saw him, um, I recognized him from uh, from his Vines and some of his YouTube things, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember him being a Vine – uh, artists, I don't like calling them stars because, come on, dude, everyone's a fucking star nowadays. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I believe the major. Here's here's the catch. Here's what I'm ultimately trying to state, and you can agree with me or disagree with me. His primary audience right now, um, ages uh, they range from seven through I think fifteen. So for those of you watching who do not know this guy, Logan Paul, you can Google search on Wikipedia. He'll pop up everywhere, especially right now. Um, yeah. He posted, and I don't know how this got through the YouTube police because I don't know. Um, he uploaded a video, but first and foremost, here's what I find out. I, mean. I found out that he hyped up uh, he hyped up this trip to, I think it's uh, Aoki Gahara in Japan. Um, 
for the um, for this this video that was controversial. Uh, he hyped mm -hmm. it. He got everyone excited, and everyone eventually watched it. He filmed it. He didn't edit out the parts he should have edited. He should have stopped filming, in my opinion. Um, and he went ahead and uploaded it anyway, and got past the uh, the YouTube police, and got posted. And I think it got over six million views before it got removed. And I think it got uploaded six million in twenty four hours. Yeah, that's uh, the report that I heard. I'm like, you just fucking made money. You monetize the fucking video over over a suicide. It's like, man, I don't know what's. And then his, I watched his apology video. I'm like, this motherfucker, dude. He's an actor, obviously. I don't. I'm not fooled. I mean, I've been around actors and producers and singers my whole life. Man, you're trained to lie. There, there's a technique to it. There's a whole uh, psychology behind it, and more of a psychiatry behind it. But I don't know, man. I didn't like it. I really didn't agree with it. I know who he is. I know who watches him. I have like you know my younger sibling that knows who he is, but you know, does is not in. Yeah. But I have other um, in-laws that are younger, um, and they were quite frankly kind of disturbed by it and they didn't know what to make of it. So, um, I had to stand my ground. Uh, I agree with you, bro. He was, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not, not trying to make the guy more money or try to send him more traffic or anything, but, um, if you've seen any of the news reports, he, uh, the way he reacts, I mean, he, he, he finds out what's going on. He realizes kind of that he's in, he put himself in a really bad situation that uh, that he knew he was going to have to kind of talk his way out of, or that he was going to get uh, criticized over. Yeah. But he went in there, and I mean, he's he's like wearing this goofy unicorn or dragon hat or something, just this dorky looking thing. And he's like half between being his character of like, oh, I can't believe it, but I have to remain goofy and panicking. Which it's fine if he's panicky, he doesn't know what to do, but I mean, he still broadcasts everything after, including. The um, you know, the unfortunate uh, victim of their their own suicide, and yeah, he didn't have to upload or put the the image of the body, even if it was blurred out. I mean, that's it, it's it's disrespectful. Um, yes, there's 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 tones of that's what the forest was meant for, and there's there's already like kind of a thanks by it to. to um, and then come, you know, and, and stay in that character and then do this apology video. I mean, if you know, and you know me, I'm, I'm always an ass. I'm always trying to be joking, make people laugh. And there's, there's a serious tone, you know, when to be professional now, you have to go in between. He goes from like, <laughs> to all of a sudden just, and I just want to apologize. So, because I just had no idea. Like, you dude, you're full of shit. Because you've been doing that the whole time. Use emotion to, to manipulate. Yeah. And he knew what he, he knew what he was doing at that point. If his site doesn't get or his page doesn't get shut down, um, I mean, whatever type of monetization he might get, um, you know, you're feeding into this guy who really shouldn't have put that up, and he should just stop. He should change his channel, take a break, hiatus, do something like that. Just clear his almost clear his name in a sense. Yeah, because um, yeah, this is my opinion. dude. I had thirteen year olds 
arguing with me and defending this guy on on Instagram. And um, well, first and foremost, the mistake I made, and I admitted to it, um, I use a repost app on my phone, and I reposted the incorrect video. I was trying to get the correct video that now this, um, which I'll give a shout out to you, thank you, um, covered without the um, without the full video. And I guess the video that mm -hmm. for some reason uploaded and there was no caption, no likes, no nothing. Um, it was actually the, the recorded video, uh, the last of the snippet when they actually zoom into the dead body hanging from the tree. Uh, a buddy of mine, he's like, hey, dude, you know you have it on your on your Instagram handle. Why don't you remove that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I went and checked. I was like, oh, shit. So I went and deleted it. Cool. I admitted to it. That's my mistake. But point being, um, I mean, shit. I mean, people were fucking resharing that. Oh, and I don't think they're helping the cause. But um, I think now they're just using it as ammunition to ban Logan Paul permanently from the internet. Um, is it due diligence to justice? I maybe just take a break. I mean, I like the guy. I've met him before where I work. Um, and quite frankly, I thought he was just some random white boy. But um, I'm like, okay, you, I thought he was going to ask me for like change or a cigarette or some weed or whatever. But I'm like, oh, wait, the closer I got to him, I'm like, oh, shit, that's the dude from, from the internet. Cool guy. Cool guy. I mean, he didn't didn't give me a weird vibe. I mean, you know when you meet somebody um, immediately, like, oh, shit. You know, fucking Spidey senses, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. He should lay low. He shouldn't. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't know if you know how this guy rolls, but uh, he's not going to lay low. I already know that. And he's just going to fucking probably push the envelope more because apparently he gets really nervous uh, under high-stress situations, which I'm like, okay, dude, you're a 22-year-old man. Mm, you shouldn't learn how to handle that or develop some type of method for you to stop being so goddamn childish and say on camera next to a dead fucking body. You never seen a body before? Never seen, never seen yeah, just kind of the way. No. Okay, there's, uh, he wasn't there with himself, though. He wasn't out there by himself. That's was, the thing. Whatever kind well, of like, dude, group like, crew, they are, but... uh, film crew, sound crew, whatever he has out there. Um, I mean, if, if he's the, the main person who's going to pull the trigger on what kind of content he's putting out there and what he thinks is too far of a line to cross, then he, sh you know, he should know that, oh, I shouldn't put... Uh, you know, a dead body or, or, um, or, or, or extreme, extreme violence, um, or, or animal cruelty or, or just, you know, there's gotta be a line. And at one point he goes, okay, well, let's just broadcast the whole video as that we did it. But the whole, the thing about the video too, I mean, if, if in the way that he apologized and said that, you know, I, 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 I know I could be better and I, and I'm working to be better like that, that is just that line. It's cliche already, you know, yeah. I, I want to be better than, am now and, uh, and forgive me and give me a chance to be better that sounds like um you know recently with uh, a lot of the people the men in power and men in high places that were uh, you know 
making advances, sexual advances to, um, you know, lower people on their crew. Yeah. It's that same thing. I want to be a better person. I want to do this. But he could have taken what he found and used whatever type of talent he has for bringing content and made a spin on it that it was more of um, not showing the body, a solemn feel, a, you know, this is a problem that people have and turn into more of a, uh, a awareness of the situation. Because that's that's what the exactly what the news media did. They said, look at this jackass. But really, what you should consider is that you're in, encouraging this, and here we will give you a number to reach out. I mean, he could have done it himself. Then he wouldn't have to be backpedaling so much. But I think it's because he has this kind of like, oh, this is my demographic. If you're saying seven to thirteen, seven to fifteen, yeah. look at a fucking unicorn on my head. That it didn't cross his mind. There's one thing about being nervous and acting on the spot, ad living, uh, crossing the line while you're in the act. But then taking that footage and not knowing what to do with it to kind of present it in a way that is more tact. That's that's the part where I think you kind of messed up. Yeah, and um, to add to that, not 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 to not to throw fucking uh, lighter fluid on the on the bonfire here, but um, he should have cut away uh, from you know from the body. Or told his DP like, "Hey, dude, just let's. We're gonna have to move this way, and maybe get in front of the camera, away from the body, and state what he saw, but not fucking show it." And um, yeah, show some fucking empathy, dude. It's like, come on, man. Like, are you that stupid? Are you that cold-blooded? Are you that ignorant? Um, there's a thing about him like being your life. It's my life. So I'm going to film everything that happens during this event with my life. But then you, but, but there's a difference between, um, it's a good idea when you're filming something to film more than what you need to yeah. go off the cuff and keep that, but not when it extends into something real. And I think, I think that was like, um, I don't know if this is, I don't, I, I don't remember, but the Twilight Zone movie where, I think it was Vic Morrow and one of the actors in there, there's a scene where like a helicopter crashes on an old flashback and the helicopter comes down. He's running with, uh, with two kids and the helicopter comes yeah. down. It's a freak accident and it, and it kills. Them. Yes. It chopped them up basically. And... Was that used yeah. in the movie or did they stop filming or did they just change the scene? But that's what I mean is that there's a line you film, you keep everything moving and then you go, we don't use that. That is a line that's being crossed, right. and it's and it's okay to be like, dude, we just wasted a bunch of money, a bunch of time. It's okay because you're having some bit of kind of uh, emotional, sympathetic intellect that you have to use on that too. That that provides longevity for you. It it does show that you are you're multifaceted, that you can use your talent for other things. But just to like that, because that was what was was making me mad. One, it was him just kind of like. <sighs> making this like goofy face like i can see the likes or the subscribers popping in the back of his mind while he made that nervous little tick like he knows he was going to be he was going to go viral but then this other per the little producer someone who was there she's like we just found a dead body i'm like why do you look so fucking happy like dude no yeah uh, that's all i mean it's just weird for me to watch that um it, it is for me too and um I mean, I just want to, I mean, and it comes at a time where we've had two, what, two, three, I can't, I lost track, but, you know, we have Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell that committed suicide just like that. 
And, you know, that, that to me, it's like, fuck, man, let's, I've never seen that before. And I know there's a bunch of websites where you can actually go and, you know, fucking Mr. Nuclear Rock over here knows all of them. But, um, you know, when you're, you're faced in front of that and you see it, you're like, I don't know if that was you and I out in uh, Aokihara and fucking saw that. I'm like, whoa, hey, dude. I think we need to go get some authorities and tell them there's a dead body here. Now, let's go. I wouldn't go next to it. Um, it's basically a fucking, it's a, it's a crime scene, dude. What if it was foul play? You don't know that. And you're in a different yeah. country, so you don't know. But granted, you're going to a fucking forest that's known that's named to be the suicide force and you're going in there thinking you're not going to find something. It's like, yeah, you're, yeah. you know, but I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to get your take on that and um, really kind of, you know, shed, I, there's not much light I can shed on it, but the only thing I can tell Logan Paul and, you know, he's not conscious regardless. I would tell him in person is like, dude, lay low. Uh, I'm sure he has enough money to cruise by, um, just be a hermit for a while, and I don't know, go to fucking hot yoga classes. I don't know, fuck, do something. Re reassess, reassess what um, what your goal is. Is it to get views? Is it to go viral? Um, but what lines you're going to cross? Because not not because of the flack only you're getting here and how it affects your business model, but um, once the you know we'll say the net neutrality situation or say an EMP is fired off or something and that's not your business anymore right. you live with the choices you've made morally and how people affect you that's always been my thing is uh, your your bank accounts your money your status those things don't matter it's how you treat people because when those things disappear it's how you treated people when you're asking may I borrow that pot that isn't the one I'm using to take a dump in, you know, right. I need to eat. So, okay. Yeah. You treated us well. Let's trade up. So well, you have good morals. I know that you're good. So what you bring up too, is that, um, you know, it affects people around him too, because apparently, well, I know his brother, uh, Jake Paul, uh, is also a big YouTuber too. And I'm sure, I mean, it wasn't him that went on the forest and filmed it. It was his brother. He gets seen in public. He's going to get shit for it. Of course, man. Um, and that's fucked up because he indirectly affected somebody else's life. And of course he's going to defend his brother no matter what, if he's, if he rolls like that, I don't know. I don't know his brother very well, but, um, wow. I mean, that that's guilty by association and that's pretty fucked up. So, um, but here's what I really, really wanted to talk about is, um, I don't, I'm not going to mention names just to protect the innocent, but apparently um, I, I've been asked for advice by, you know, um, teenagers in high school. They're about to graduate already, but, um, and I don't really know what to say. I, I, I left them on red, which I feel kind of bad. And I know they're just waiting for a fucking reply, but. Um, one of them is a female among, amongst a group, and they all play sports together, so I'm kind of familiar with all of them. But um, check this out and, and tell me, give me your advice. I'm gonna read 
um, what she, um, well, I, she didn't text it to me directly. It was in the group. And um, I guess she was asking in, in, in totality amongst the group, like what she should do. And um, she, she typed this out, Jaime. She says, so my boyfriend broke up with me in February, which is last year. Um, and at the time, I was really heartbroken, but I got over it quickly. Well, it's not easy. Um, he still, still texts me randomly saying he misses us or misses hanging out with me. And she follows by, every time this happens, I just pretend that I'm over it, but I don't think I truly am. Um, she also said, I can't stop thinking about how happy I was with him. I haven't been the, the same way since. Um, I don't think pressed, but I haven't been happy in a while, which as soon as I read that, I was like, fuck. Um, so she said that in another, um, another a couple of days later, she said, he texted me today in how he hopes I find a great guy, but then started talking about how many girls he's hung out with and that he's hooked up with his ex again and all that shit. And she basically screamed for help in a text saying, how do I respond to any of that? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And um, ultimately what, what grabbed me about this um, this is a form of gaslighting <laughs> to me and a young form of gaslighting, but, um, you know, this is, this is the type of shit that that forms perspective in young women and men. Um, so I'm quick to give advice about this stuff, but I want your take on it. So, um, fuck, I mean, I would assume, and you tell me this, it's extremely difficult to stop just thinking about your eyes, right? Yes. Um, it's tough to think about people that you care about and that you put trust into and even have built a story or a future with uh, intentions, goals, that type of thing. You build that. You have this expectation. Um, you, you talk about like the expectation too is that there's good through the good through the bad. Um, we're going to make it through. We always have each other. You lean that way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you if you rely on the other person to be kind of either a, an, a not an exact match always because it's not about being the two exact things, but it's that being kind of like a counterbalance. One person is the uh, you know impulsive one and kind of uh, spontaneous. The other person is planny and the make make sure that everything has to go according to plan. Well, sometimes those work and it's, you know, chaos, destruction, rebirth, that type of thing. But um, what, what happens is, I, you know, when that, when that goes through and, and the expectations aren't met um, and you leave and it leaves in a weird way, it's not always, you know, explosive <laughs> destruction, but um, you go back to those memories and then you, you, we always romanticize the past. We always get nostalgic about the, the history that we wanted to build or the um, um, what we were willing to accept, even if it wasn't perfect, because we're told that it, that even though it doesn't feel good and it's not good all the time, that's okay. And it, it's not necessarily the case, but that makes it hard to, 
to like forget about or stop thinking about an ex and and you'll you'll tell yourself things to make you not think you're not over but find reasons to not really move on or or, or let go or or find yourself being an important part of that relationship that it was you brought something to the table why didn't it work assess what you did what the other did and instead of blaming find out like well was that really really working out or was i just trudging through to hope that whatever dreams that we had talked about mm -hmm. just came to fruition and just yeah, you know that whole hindsight all looking back it's it's harder to let go of an ex but um to stay in contact with the ex well, it was just um can we, yeah keep going what was that you you read my fucking mind you just said it keep it in contact with them there there's times when you can keep in contact with but if you're trying to if you're trying to really get over that person and see if they're a, 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 a like a support like it's a financial support situation it might be a little bit different if there's uh, kids involved it might be a different situation but if that's person and there's no there's no financial real uh, thing that's holding you together and there's not a responsibility to uh, something to really hold it there then um, yeah you have to find out like do I need this person to be happy to survive? And the only way to do that, unfortunately, is to is to step away. It's the hardest thing to do. And I, I tell you firsthand, the hardest thing to do um, for me is to to really completely step away from um, from an ex. And every impulse because of that nostalgic that's been built up and those memories and that history and um what you tell yourself you're willing to I you know I can go back and I can I can make it work you have to just push it all away and say can I make it on my own yeah because this person even if it's not a choice and they're living their life over here and you're living yours if that person dies what are you going to do are you strong enough yourself and once you do that um it's like detoxing especially over long periods of time or if you've been through trauma together, um, you've been through emotional uh, trauma or chaotic situations that you know affect affect your parts of your brain, and they attach to memory, and then you see or smell something, and it reminds you, and it builds up again, and that's like a chemical dependency. It's this weird thing. Yeah. It's like pain chemical dependency. But you have to do the detox. So when you do that, if you're if you find out you're okay, great. But if you find out you really need that person. Then you have to find out if how they're doing without you too, and if they find out that uh, they're fine without you and they really don't need that support, it's at that point you have to, um, you might have to just you know freaking pack that little stick, throw a bandana around it, throw in your freaking trumpet mute and a couple fucking glass pipes from your buddy's place and just kick it on down the road, you know. Yeah, what's what's funny that you mentioned is. Um... I don't know. This is just like it's it's an identity that you, I guess, not just you have an identity before you meet this person, obviously, um, and then that identity morphs into it's like a new person. Um, so what what you're asking what <laughs> you're asking yourself to do is to move away from that person that basically you invested. A decade, two decades, three decades, um, 
you're asking yourself to just completely go later, like in cold heartedness, like just jam from it. And um, yeah. I think it's harder um, as <clears throat> older to do that. Um, but right now, I mean, this female is only 17 years old. Um, Emotions are high. Hormones are high. Yeah. That, that even, a, even a man, uh, even a boy, it's the same thing. Not, Everything is the I, most important thing. First experiencing, and it's blinding, man, yeah. at that age. Yes, that's, that's my whole point. It's like, not only that, but it's like, this is where it starts, and this is where a lot of um, disinformation and a lot of, like, just really bad advice comes from because um, if if they reach out to adults that quite frankly are very irrational and um, don't really see um, both sides of the coin, uh, the positives in it and stuff like that, um, this could very well ruin her. <laughs> and, um, you know, this is where people have, been, you know, issues man and um i as a as a loyal servant to my people human human man, uh before the alien, oh, okay. before the alien invasion of course but um yeah this is this is i mean the only thing i can tell her right now is that um if she doesn't think that she's depressed but she hasn't been happy in a while. She really needs to not reevaluate her life, but make a list of things that she's grateful for. Um, believe it or not, I mean, a lot of these youngsters like to type and do this, but there's something about an N and a piece of paper. Um, mm -hmm. I'll call it synergetic. Um, but, you know, it's... Um, I don't know what it is. It's you write it down. You write everything you're you're grateful for, um, even if it's something minute like fucking running water, <laughs> um, fucking soap, deodorant, fucking pairs of underwear, whatever. Um, yeah, write that shit down because it's like you know. I I don't know where where these behaviors come from. Everyone blames biology. Um, but I, I'm, I strongly believe a lot of it starts in the home and, um, when you can't go to your parents or your brothers and sisters to talk about this shit. And I would know because I grew up in with a single mom and I, I was an only child when I was 19. Um, so I knew you, sound like, you sound like someone I know. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, right. It's like. I moved. I moved out when I was uh, nineteen. I was and I was raised by a single, single mother, my mama. Yeah. So it's okay. You can relate because you know you have your friends, and when you don't have that much family, your family is very small. Like you can count it with one hand. Um, yeah. You have to. You have to make them your family somehow, and there's a lot of trial and error going on. But you eventually know who. Um, you can literally. You know, you know, take a bullet for her, so to speak, but you know, for lack of a better term. Um, but her is, it sounds to me like um, no one's really coaching her through the whole thing. 
So um, the one thing I would tell her is that um, it's hard to ignore the noise, especially of this dude <laughs> is telling her uh, how many chicks he's hooking up with, which is kind of foul, man. I mean, I, I can't relate to that because I wasn't that type of teenage boy. I know a lot of my friend, my peers were, <laughs> but they changed eventually. But um, she's asking, how do I respond to any of this? I would say, don't even respond. Yeah, <clears throat> because there's going to be enough times when you, and that, that I don't think that changes necessarily with uh, with age too. I mean, there's, um, I know I know situations uh, where. Your your ex is telling you about the amount of people that they're hooking up with. They're pointing them out to you. They're you know like like a scorecard. <laughs> why are you giving me why are you giving me this information? There is no need to give me that information. Right. And and here's the thing. Young people, it's hard for them to draw boundaries because they want they want to get that love they want to feel that connection with somebody else to feel whatever they're lacking inside themselves so they look for somebody even if it's bad even if they're willing to accept a certain amount of crap and pain from that other person now if i put myself in this girl's shoes even at my age and my ex is telling me about who they're hooking up with and giving me names and giving me places. And I say, do not tell me that because I'm trying to do something for myself. Even though I care about you, I need you to stop. And that other person keeps crossing those boundaries. That's the, that's the situation there where that person needs to cut off communication. If boundaries can't be respected, they need to get away. There's no use, regardless of how she cares about this guy, there's no use in her just staying in contact so she can hear this because it's just doing damage. It's literally she's accepting the damage for no for no reason. What does she think? I mean, I'm not trying to like be hard on her because we're, we all make these mistakes. But what does she think by her presence being there, just being fed poison, is going to show him that there's any worth in him trying to get back with her? It's not. It shows that he has control, that he he can do no wrong, and she'll stay as long as he needs. And almost keeping her on a on a in a, like a bull in the pen, keeping her there just in case he may want her or need her, and he knows he has this other connection there that boost may boost his ego, right? Or, or even it could even be a vulnerability in in him, thinking that even though he might be hooking up with these people, he wants that real connection he had with her, and in case all of that blows up in his face, he may still have this other person there that can give him what he needs to feel the void that's inside him. You're talking about two broken people trying to fill each other's emotional baggage and empty spaces. Right, exactly, because... Um, cut them out. you got to cut them out. Um, if, I, I mean, if you, that would be my advice if I was saying this. Just, you just got to take that time away and you find a friend. Um, if it can't be a family member because, you know, your father's not around or your mother's or whatever or, your, or vice versa... Go somewhere else except to the music nowadays, <laughs> yeah. because all of the music nowadays talks about hooking up and the pain is so great and love is a battlefield. That's a lot older than I was thinking, but like just the idea that it's supposed to be horrible and painful and is codependent and it's beautiful because of that. Like, no, like it's not supposed to be like that. that that's that's not what it's supposed to be.
there's there's flares of intensity of of everything, but you, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. Your life isn't supposed to be this roller coaster of heartbreak and emotion. It can be a calming place of just respect, boundaries, and and flares of moments of oh my gosh, I, I I didn't know that if I cared about myself this much and find another person that respects themselves and their boundaries and knows who they are, good and bad. We come together, and there can still be these moments of great passion, um, great intensity, but without this acceptance of just being a doormat. Uh, you know, she has to get away, and, and some someone will come, but she has to be true herself, and she will find it. And when she's not looking for it, she puts a little intention out there. Says, "When it's right, it'll come. Yeah. Then it'll come." If she prays, pray. If she does manifestations, do manifestations. Whatever it works, but it will. It will. I, I believe it'll. It'll find it there. What's interesting is that, you know, this female 17 years old going on 18 this year, and this is kind of the gray area where things shouldn't be too serious and things kind of should be serious, but in a different, in a different sense. Um, but the objective should still be stated. Hey, look, these are relationships. This is relationship practice. Um, that's why good relationship practice. That's why I see a lot of high school sweethearts. Um, they had a lot of good relationship practice, and um, that practice turns into you know fluidity. It turns into harmony. It turns into shit and inseparability. Like you guys will die together. It's like it's it's a beautiful thing, and I know not everyone's that fortunate, um, but. You know, sometimes you do find that everyone says dance partner, but I can't really relate to that. Um, I like to say <clears throat> perfect bandmate because you and I have played in bands. And um, you know when you have a shitty bandmate or plural bandmates. And you know when you actually have one that you're like, you know, it's great to jam with, but it's always the one that got away. Or always the band that got away. Or you're in a really good one, but you're like, God damn, this is fucking this fucking sucks. It's miserable. Like band's good, but I don't wanna be in this thing because of the people. Um, yeah. You gotta go sometimes you gotta go solo. <laughs> and it sounds weird, but check it out. <laughs> if you're constantly looking for a bandmate, you're constantly looking for the perfect band partner or family, people, just, just around you as far as um, some you're going to grow old with or whatnot. Here's the thing. Um, that other person, if you're looking for them to complete your happiness or to complete that other side of it, um, it's a beautiful thing to hope for. But the, the, the part you get the most elation from is when you're on your own, doing your own thing, head down. Even if it's a, a state of like um, uh, your, your own therapy, I'll give you an example. I don't usually play guitar, I, but I've been been needing something to do so i pick up my guitar and i play for hours and i may not be you know freaking super uh you know kyle wild child guerrero but <laughs> i'm i'm i just i i like to play and i start getting in the zone where i'm just i'm doing this because i like it i'm i'm, I'm i feel like i'm increasing my skill it's getting fun for me you keep your head down you do that and then you then you put it down and your problems are there again. But you realize that for those two, three hours of your life, you were just there with yourself, making yourself happy, being in a focus. Yeah. 
if you do that long enough with your life and you keep inside of your own contentment with being talking to people or, um, you know, uh, freaking making Cinnabons, whatever it is that makes you happy, smoking weed, whatever people do, but it's truly like this thing that you really put all yourself into and you put your head down and do that, people see this, they get inspiration from you and you start attracting like-minded individuals that um, when they take their head up from that passion they have, they look up and they see somebody else that's kind of like their their level. And and that's when you find kind of that perfect bandmate. Yeah. But if you're constantly looking outside for somebody to kind of feed you what your what your thing is, um, it, you're letting somebody else tell you your own story and give you your own drug. It's it's kind of weird. Um, They're basically. I mean, yeah, don't, <laughs> go, go solo, Edgar. Let's go solo. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Um, Scout. What's funny is that. Um, well, the, not this female, but um, one of the the males in the common thread. Um, yeah. Their their genius teenage boy vice was like, what was it? It was, and I'm gonna try to impersonate this as best as possible. Um, <laughs> no, nah, fuck that fool. Uh, come party with us. We'll fucking Snapchat it, and we'll make sure like he fucking gets it. And we'll keep checking our phones and make sure if, if it read scene or the little fucking, like, I was just like, God damn. So, so let's take, so, so, so this is what they're doing. And, and here's why, here's where it's a fault. Okay. I've always heard that. Um, and I believe it. If you seek violence, violence will come find you. Correct. If you go seeking to kill someone, dig two graves. Play it's, 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 stupid crimes. It's so true because look, at, your friends are trying to help you. Out. This now, this is like the mama bear syndrome, and I know you. I know you. You would probably have it too. Someone touches a hair on your head. Someone looks at you wrong, and your mom hears about it or sees about it. Dude, it's like that. They're on the list. You've got the cousins, the tias. They're ready to just like okay. I'll like you want me to go break their knees. I'll go break their knees. You know, we'll shoot up their well, house. Yeah, and you're like. Yeah. It's not that serious. Like, it, like it's really not that big of a deal. It was, it was a breakup. They're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna take their toes and we're gonna rip them off. You're like, oh, okay. We just want to talk to her. But but check it out. Now your your friends are there for you too. And and just for them to say that, it's just to know that they're down. Like they 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 want, they, they don't like that people are hurting you because they care about you, and that's good. But now the, what they're doing is they're actually saying, okay, all your focus and attention is on trying to get back at this person, is trying to create havoc for them, is trying to. Um, make their life miserable. So instead of just having you do it, we're going to help you to put all of our energy and intention to show them how important they are. We're going to put all the energy over here to make their life. And then when, you know, ha, 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 they go home and what are you left with? You're left with however many friends plus your bad intentions toward this other person now coming back as a poison three times and now your friends aren't there because they got to go to work. They got to sleep. Um, you know, dude, and they're going to tell you this. I swear to God, friends will tell you this. Ah, you know, like, oh, fuck, we sent the message and, and, and he's coming back and I don't know what to say. Ah, don't worry about it. You're like, don't worry about it. You're the one who said, let's Snapchat it. Put it up on freaking polls out there. It's coming back to me. I'm, I can't sleep. You're, you're fine because you're over there with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. You're fine. So, like, now I'm left with this. So... You, you you can either go over there and try to make your peace mm -hmm. or say your goodbyes. But you, if you go over there and you try to fight, you're still engaged. 
And it's if, if you're the one who's losing sleep and the other person's like, oh, I'm looking up, I don't care. Dude, step away. They're, they're, it's not going to help you. Yeah, it's it might make you tougher a little bit. Like, like, dude, my my skin is thick because I have it's like exposure therapy, right? Yeah, I see the spider so much, and I'm afraid of it. I see it, I see it now. It's crawling on me. Now I'm taking a bite of, uh, of the spider myself, and like, I'm not afraid. <laughs> but eventually, you're like, okay, now I'm gonna put it on my nutsack, and then it bites you, and you're like, oh, the spider bit me. Well, what did you think was gonna happen? You get playing with a fucking spider. <laughs> don't. So don't do that. <laughs> Just accept it's a spider. It might bite you. It might be in your hair. Okay, it's probably behind your toilet seat right now. If you're sitting on the toilet watching this, it's probably right behind you. You don't even know. You're going for a wipe. It's there. But I'm saying just Present. avoid it if you can. Okay? Do it with your own aranas by yourself. <laughs> um, you can't go after extra. It, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't work, man. It's poison. It's just poison. It, you, you've, it's an old saying, man. If you... Uh, Hating somebody else and putting all your attention and anger and all that malintention to somebody else, man, it's like you drinking the poison, expecting the other person to die. It's an old cliche, but it is so true. It is so true. And so it's the time. The time. But some people don't wake up so quick. It takes a while. I'm like, speaking of time, it's three till midnight. And my, I should have charged my phone before I did this. Uh, this little. Plus, plus, New Japan is on it here. Percent, I'm like, fuck. Um, Plus, I hear that uh, what is it? Chris Jericho is fighting uh, well, I'm, someone tonight, I'm, right? I'm looking at um, he goes by Bob, but his, his real name is Kevin. Um, he's my buddy. He's my long time, long time buddy, I've known him for 15, 16 years. Um, but yeah, fucking uh, NJPW, New Japan World, uh, New Japan Wrestling. I guess Jericho signed with them, and uh, I guess it's the Tokyo Dome. Um, Omega, Omega, dude! I've been seeing these promos, these shoots, or the what they're doing. You see promos, and I'm like, dude, I want to see this. And I'm over here talking well, to I've you seen about fucking spiders. Uh, Lesnar and Angle had an epic match over in uh, in New Japan. Um, the culture is different. It's kind of like Pride. Um, there you go, Jericho versus Omega. There you go. Yeah, it's kind of like Pride, where the crowd is different. They just they're very quiet and they wait for just spontaneity and, uh, or like a very like fucking high flying fucking bump in a move, dude. Um, yeah, dude, I'm not see this guy's working me up now, but got a perfect. I know that's what I'm saying too. I, 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 dude, I don't even watch. I've been watching these old school, like, um, that's called like nineties and attitude era and NWO just been going through like in the past and watching all this stuff. But I think that the, the promos for this one has brought me <laughs> to watch these old things. And I want to watch this now. Well, I have WWE network, so I get to watch them whenever I want. And, uh, my, I've got the network. Favorite, um, I'm going to come for you. Cause it comes to hell. Man. <laughs> um, my favorite fucking binges is the TLC matches. I'm like, God, I could go on forever. But it's just so fucking painful to watch. But I'm like, it, I give those people so much props, dude, because that takes a lot of balls to do that. Man. Um, unless you're Cliff Conway diving off a fucking was it a balcony on onto a fucking snowman on New Year's Eve, fucking. You're invoking the you're invoking the history of the janitor now. <laughs> uh, check this out. Um, well, let's let's do this again tomorrow. There's another um, 
another question though I didn't get into. Um, yeah, man. Plus, I don't know how much I'm happy to come to the people staff, so it's cool. Be real here. How, how long can you keep people's attention for? Give it a time limit. I don't know. I say maybe maximum, what, 30, 45 minutes? Attention? You mean during a, during a live? Yeah, like actually getting them engaged. It's like, not to talk shit about people on Facebook, oh. but just people in general, <clears throat> human beings right now. I'm lucky if I even like get them to watch 30 seconds of something. It's like, and here it's like, everyone's like, oh, what are you podcast for? What are you podcast for? I'm like, this is my free platform to fucking not, not just give advice, but talk shit and yeah, show up, show my actual face. It's like, I don't fucking hide, dude. Everyone knows who I am, but in all sincerity, um, this is kind of my my contribution and growth because the needs of the spirit and this is coming from a very atheistic atheistic point of view but um the needs of the spirit is like if you don't give back to somebody else in any kind of manner um the revolving door of prosperity just does not spin so it's yeah maybe i'm like i have a gift and it's not a gift of gab I know some people are like, oh, you, you have the art of the bullshit. I'm like, well, you just said keyword art. Bullshitting is an art, but I mean, it's not what you say. Um, it's, it's how you say it, of course. And the content in between, um, you kind of have to spend it your own way that people actually fucking understand. And quite frankly, not gaslight people. And, um, that's basically what I'm. I, as soon as I read about MK Ultra and gaslighting, um, you it's not going to go away. It's still going to be in existence, and that's what we'll talk about tomorrow. Um, um, I want to. I'll do my research. I'll watch. Uh, I'll I'll play Mortal Kombat Ultra and uh, talk about that. <laughs> um, watch, uh, watch the Elsa Gate videos and uh, tell me what you think. So I still I still think that. You know, because I'm still finding videos on my child's fucking iPad after I fly God knows how many and YouTube just did a sweep on it. But um, but anyway, um, for those of you watching or listening, um, I'll paste the link to the collaboration of me and Jaime's uh, Winter is Coming track. Um, also, I do have a podcast on iTunes um, and I've had Jaime's Cycle saying on it before. I'll paste that as well. Um, but this is the first Ed Namrock Alive podcast. And quite frankly, I think I have more people engaging in this than I did with, uh, uh, look at Kevin's already fucking hooking us up with a link. Allwrestling.org live. <laughs> hey, man. I know, I know. Like, we got to make sure there's a, a time for it to do it. Obviously, if we get into a, a time frame. Where there's more, more, uh, more people, more audience. You know, let me know. I'm, I'm down. Usually around this time, my brain's starting to turn off. But yeah, um, I'm so down to do it. One man's pain is another man's pleasure. So I'm glad to be here and talk. We're gonna try to um, time this tomorrow. Um, I'm gonna do some research to see what the peak hour of viewing is. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll revisit we'll tomorrow. So, adios, peeps. Hey. Al rato vato. <laughs>